Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 286. 286. Just back in 86, man. <laughs> back in 186. That was a whole hundred episodes ago. Right. That was about two years. Because it's, uh, you know, 52 weeks out of the year. 52 plus 52 is 104. So, yeah. yeah. About it's about two, two years, years ago. <laughs> about two years. Yeah. Considering that we uh, release an episode every week. Right. Well, thank you for joining us for yet another one. As we do have a lot of cool stuff in store. Uh, Trying to work on lining up some interviews. So be on the lookout for those in the coming weeks. But uh, on this episode, more Halloween music. Uh, I think we're giving you a good dosage of of, uh, thematic, October thematic music. Yep. And we got more coming. Yes. Yeah, Dustin, especially if you listen to Punkin' Away Worldwide, so I hear. (laughs) Yes, it'll be coming out early next week. Been busy with the recording space, and Eric and I have been all over this house uh, recording in different places, but pretty soon it's (laughs) going to be consistently in the same place. Yeah, we're recording in two different spots in the basement, then the garage, and now we're in the dining room. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This is how to get a tour of a house. This is how you do a tour. Take note, realtors. There you go. (laughs) Uh, We will be in the studio, a.k.a. the garage. Uh, As of next week, the the, got the floors done and the smell is a bit strong. So uh, we were going to opt for not being enclosed in that space for two hours uh, this week. Yeah, we're not going (laughs) to induce chemical warfare upon ourselves. (laughs) All right, let's get into the episode. New stuff that has come out recently. Makeovers, they released Makeovers on October 9th. Stellar Corpses released a couple of singles recently, new ones. One called Zombie on the 11th. Codex Red released a self-titled EP on Irish Voodoo Records. That's good stuff. Um, yes, it is. 13th. Uh, early November, they released 20 on Pure Noise Records on the 14th. Riot City Radio, that release finally came out. Time will tell, and I say finally because I've been listening to it for a very long time. Uh, it's out on Sunny Bastards Records. We're going to talk more about it later in this show. Brad Marino released Basement Beat on the 14th. Terrificus was scheduled for Death Triumphant Birthday this past October 14th, uh, and we played a track from it on the last episode. We had a discussion about that. But... Uh, that release has been pushed a week or two, so just be on the lookout. It is still on its way. The band Less, that's backslash backslash Less out of France, they released Harmful, and that's a single. And it's heavy. Yes, it's good stuff. Uh, there's been a four-way split release between Dying Breed, Fight Back, Exili, and Reconquista called La Nostra Forza, which split, so the Force of the North. Basically, something like that, right? What do you think? Fourth of the North? Force of the oh, North. Oh, Force of the North. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> I think that's something like that is what it is without getting a translation. It's an LP as there's, I think, two tracks from each band on there. Uh, I've heard a few of them. They're good. The band Wrong Life, they released Early Workings of an Idea on the 14th. Death Over 
Death Kill Overdrive is the name of the band. They released Libra, which features Joe Jack Talcum. I'm not sure who that is, but it features that person. Uh, Colin Dead, they released an LP, Deepest Condolences, on the 14th. Feustling, they released Baladin Vom Tressen, and that's full length as well on the 14th. Mutt, M-U-T-T, I, I'll probably be playing some from that. I've been, I uh, checked that out recently, it's Bad to the Bone, uh, shared to us, and pretty cool, I uh, got to dive into it a little deeper. I've only, I think I've only heard like parts of two tracks so far, but it is a full length, so definitely go check it out. Darko released Sparkle, which is an EP on Melodic Punk Style. Suntrace released Moon Gravity on Melodic Punk Style on the 15th as well. Half Dizzy, uh, new EP just came out, and uh, it is called Courtesy Flush. And the uh, I think the official release date is actually the 21st, so I think I have that out of order there. But uh, the Beaters Band, uh, we played them a bunch. They usually do like 50s sound punk version inspired covers and they did X Offender and I Only Want to Be With You. They released those on the 15th. Millhouse and that's M-I-L-L-H-O-U-S. Uh, they released self-titled EP on Grimace Records. Grade 2 released another single called Brassic. That's on the 17th. Inclination. They released Unal Unaltered Perspective on Pure Noise Records. They will be on the 21st along with that Half Dizzy Courtesy Flush on Punkerton Records. Then Molly Fancher will be releasing Brains for Friends EP on the 21st. Jerry Only will be releasing Anti-Hero on the 21st. The Outsiders have a release, which is basically going to be a Swedish Ramones. So check <laughs> that out. That's coming out on the 28th. Hammered Holes is releasing Careening on Discord Records on the 28th. Bitch Queens are releasing Party Hardly, which is an EP on the 28th. Wiretap Records is putting out a compilation for Fest 20. Uh, Show Me the Body is releasing Trouble the Water on the 28th. War Graves is releasing Get Wrecked on the 28th. Hard Wax is releasing Don't Stop the Beat on Rebellion Records on the 28th. The Crooks are releasing Media, Media Crusty. Not Mediocracy, but Mediocracy. Media Crusty? Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that, that checks out. Uh, on Pro Rock Records... Charlie Bit My Finger are releasing Back and Forth, and that's fourth like you came in fourth place. Fourth? <laughs> I remember that little meme. Charlie Bit My Finger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where they got the band name from. They're from Belgium. Pretty sure. Uh, Thousand Oak Records is where you'll find that. And finally, the Hellbound Hitman will be releasing Red Rum on Halloween. Nice. What do you have to add? Well, I got a few things to add. Um, yeah, on top of that Show Me the Body track... Uh, on top of the Show Me the Body album scheduled to release in uh, eh, next week, they sometime in the last couple of days released another single from oh, cool. their album. It's WW4. I think oh. we can, yeah, I think we know what to call that. Right? Yep. Wheat War 4. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, needless to say, I'm excited about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, this was a bit of a surprise to me. Well, let me explain. It was a surprise to me in that it was like a sort of release date. It's the band from Russia called Montezuma's Revenge. And okay. they are a, uh, yeah, they're a sort of a sludge doomy band. And they released a, a single called, as they say in Russian, Postile, something like that. And it translates to after or, you know, post. Okay. Just stuff like that. And 
Yeah, I saw that it came out, at least on Apple Music, the 14th. But on their Bandcamp, it officially says the 4th okay, of weird. October. Some people input the wrong stuff in Bandcamp sometimes, on, yeah. the, on the date anyway. Yeah, sometimes. But then again, they probably uploaded it to Bandcamp on the 4th, and then they uh, had it go up on uh, Apple Music and all the other streaming platforms on the 14th. So maybe that's just what the date defaulted to. I saw somebody put something on Bandcamp and it showed like release date of April 7th, yet on their social medias it was showing like released on October 7th and then on Apple, on uh, iTunes, it was October 7th. So I think that sometimes people just input some wrong shit. Yep. Unintentionally. They had part of it right, sometimes not all of it right. Mm. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, it's weird, all those different release dates. I mean, I could say that my band's uh, demo, although it was released on the 1st of October, I'm like, yeah, it was uh, October 1st, 2022, but I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? It would be better if I said it was on the 11th of October of 2022. That way the date will read out 10112022. Right. I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe I'll just say it was, that was the release date. Who's going <laughs> to stop me? Right? Who's to, who's to know and who's to say? Me. <laughs> both. For both of that. Anyway, a few more uh, releases here on the 14th in the... Uh, yes, of course, I'm excited for the... Excited for? I'm still excited about it. The less track is fucking awesome. Colin Dead. I still have to... Well, I listened to it once. Gotta listen to it again because that album goes by really fast. Uh, Rejection Pact, our friends from Idaho, they released a new single. Two songs called Hollow, uh, Hollow Ethos. And Social Murder. Good stuff coming from there. Awesome. Also, on the 15th, The Apathetics released two new songs conjointly, Texarkana Nights and Misery. And yeah, those are the, that's it. Those are the final tracks. Two new songs from one of my bands, and those were some of the hardest bass lines I had to lay down in the studio. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I brought it on myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because those were the two songs I that we play where there is just a lot of effort to be called on the bass player being me. <laughs> if you listen to the songs, you can stream them on our Bandcamp. They're not on any streaming services just yet, but you can stream them on our Bandcamp. In fact, that is preferred, you know, because we get the, you know, the traction, <laughs> right? Yeah, you can hear a, you can hear the bass lines. You can hear what I'm talking about in regards to the bass on those fucking songs. Anyway, and there is a new song, brand fucking new. It came out today, the song Lucid Noise by Foreign Hands. Oh, sorry, not Lucid Noise. That's it the did, single. That they is the, the single. single. So yes, they call the, the single Lucid is called, Noise, but there's two tracks there that neither of them are called Lucid Noise. That is true. Lucid Noise, that was the single that was released previously, but the song Tearing Down Your Reality came out officially today right. in the form of a music video. And I have not watched the music video. I just heard the song, and it's, well, you'll hear it later. <laughs> 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 That's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, coming up on the 21st, Blood Clot is releasing another single called War Castles, and that is going to, if you want to get the premiere uh, listening of that, you can look it up on notfest.com. That's cool. not as in slipknotfest.com. And let's see, and then on the, yeah, and then there's just some releases I have that are coming up in the next uh, 
couple of months, uh, but I will say Rejection Pack is gearing up to be releasing a new album. That's where the uh, two singles are coming from it, uh, for promotion. The album will be called Can We Wait? And Spirit World's going to be releasing Death Western. Yes. I know. I am excited, too. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. A lot of good releases coming up. I am. It's making my goddamn head spin. Right. <laughs> As if it wasn't spinning enough already. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a... Uh, yeah, that's enough of all these uh, new releases that have come. Let's talk about the, or, or yet to come, let's talk about these uh, releases that are in the now, my friends. Yes. <laughs> all right. And what's in the now? The band Arm for Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I have uh, talked and talked about this band and expressed my excitement for this new record coming out, that record being Ritual Violence. And Arm for Apocalypse not exactly a punk band, not exactly a hardcore <laughs> band, kind of on the uh, sludgier metalcore side. They're sort of like, I hate God with breakdowns. We'll say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, bear with me here. The whole album, I say, is a metal album first, a hardcore album second. That's just my opinion on there. But they had one song on here, and I wanted to uh, promote, promote uh, Arm for Apocalypse on this specific episode. But I had plans for my metal track of, of this episode. So I decided, yeah, you know what? I'm going to choose the song Lifeless. Why? Because it is the most punk rock song on their album. It is the fastest. It is the, I don't want to say the heaviest, but it's got some good uh, chuggy chuggies in there. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's got the attitude. It's just got the little, uh, it's just got the vigor that punk rock is known for in its presentation. So... Yep, I decided that this would uh, this would grant me the liberation to play Arm for Apocalypse and what would otherwise be a slot for a punk rock track. But we've been, if you know me and some of my previous picks on this uh, on my tenure in this show, I've been kind of stretching the the uh, <laughs> idea of what punk can, is what is considered punk, at least to me. You're you're. Saying you're you're putting out there like a, if the punk is a its own tree right and there's branches mm -hmm. and you know hardcore and ska and whatever all are in its own areas <laughs> of the family tree right mm -hmm. now you're 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 blending those branches are intermingling somewhere with the metal tree yeah <laughs> yep it's somewhere hard to tell are those branches do they appear to be part of the punk tree or are they separate in the metal tree they're yeah. intermingled these trees are right next door to each other <laughs> are we uh yeah it's kind of hard to tell but that's what makes music so fun right i mean to quote sean stern that's what makes the world so great nobody should be the same <laughs> And we'll sync with California. <laughs> uh, that's enough of a youth brigade. Let's talk about Arm for Fucking Apocalypse. Or I'm done talking about them. Let's listen to them. Here is Lifeless from their new album, Ritual Violence. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
that kind of counts as a punk track yes <laughs> yeah yeah the way that i was seeing it is like they have they're kind of walking that line of sludge metalcore and crust punk and that felt more like a uh, crust punk song maybe a bit on the thrashier side but it was just <laughs> like man it just sounded like a really grimy hardcore music that's coming from a uh, you know a patched up dental floss squat <laughs> <laughs> With breakdowns. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, Arm for Apocalypse, they are like one of those one of those bands that I hold in high regard because they so uncannily blend the genres together. And I really appreciate it when bands do that because it's just making everything so interesting. You know? Right. Yeah, I can say the same for uh, many bands. Probably the one coming to my mind right now is Spirit World. Yes. Yeah, they are so... They are so unique in their own right. Yes, they are. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah, that's how. That's how the line gets blurred, my friends. What is uh, punk rock nowadays? Uh, some say it's not even so much music; it's the attitude, and that's what it always was, right? 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 So let's <laughs> hold on to that shit. I reached out to Arm for Apocalypse, just like you guys are touring on this album, right? Oh fuck, yes we are. Okay, good. Please come up to Salt Lake City. Oh, we'll definitely be up there, but probably not until spring, because winter. Right. I'm like, yeah, I get that. You're coming all the way from fucking Texas. You don't want to go through our blizzard wasteland <laughs> that right. we call the Rocky Mountains. So, yeah, I guess uh, just play it safe. But come spring, we're going to be playing with you. All right. Awesome. That's Good deal. great. So, yeah, I'm excited to see those guys pretty soon. I mean, I've seen them twice now. Yeah, the one, yeah, the first time me seeing them, it was me and one other person watching them. And we were, the two just slamming into each other. I think I told that story before. It was like more people showed up for the opening band, and they were just some mediocre fucking metalcore band. And they invited all their high school friends, and they stuck around only for the opening band and then left. I'm like, dude, that's really. That's really rude. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's rude when you uh, don't show up for the opening bands and just come for the headliner, but yeah, I kind of get that. But when you just come for the openers and then you leave during the headliner, that's pretty damn disrespectful. Yep. You know? And yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of weird when you're on the opposite end of that. Like the last show that my band Anonymous played 
We had the we were the second to last band, and we played to the biggest crowd, the liveliest crowd. They were going off. They were just like killing it. You could tell they were having a good time. And Deathblow follows us, and they play to about half of the audience. I was like, oh, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, come on. It's Deathblow. They're like the most established metal band in Salt Lake. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I feel kind of bad for them. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they've been a band longer. I'm sure they played to lesser people <laughs> who were less enthused and not even moving. At least they had movement at their show still. Right. It's like, yeah, we still got a little gas in the tank. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that kind of got off the uh, rails. But Arm for Apocalypse, stoked for, on the new album. It's great. It is just so heavy. And I can't wait to see them when they when they come back up to our nick of the woods. Right. All right. Moving on from there. Yes. Uh, we're going to play another track from uh, Finnegan's Hell. They're out of Sweden. This time, I want to thank Mick for reaching out and sending uh, the new track this way. One Finger Salute, again, is the album. It's not coming out until November 25th. You have over a month, but a second single has come out. Uh, its official release date was September 30th, and it's called Mickey Finn. <laughs> so we're playing Finnegan's Hell. I want to thank Mick. And the track's called Mickey Finn. There is a video for this one <laughs> as, as well. Uh, if you forgot, since the, when we played the title track, One Finger Salute, uh, the band from Sweden, been around since 2010. Uh, this particular track is a tale about being slipped something in your drink and dealing with the consequences. The song is based on a true story, and the video released simultaneously is not suitable for sensitive viewers. But the... the <laughs> What, does it show a kid getting beat up by a school bully? That's very sensitive. <laughs> that could be considered sensitive, maybe, but that is not what you're going to get. Uh, listen to the lyrics. If no. it describes it enough for you, great. But if not, I would recommend watching the video. And regardless, you should watch the video. There's yeah. parts Getting stabbed by the school bully. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is pretty funny. Mickey Finn is the name of the track. Let's get into it. This is Finnegan's Hell. <coughs> I will slip the Mickey Finn In my whiskey or my gin Everything began to spin And I can't remember any Oh, so 
Band from Sweden named Finnegan's Hell, Mickey Finn, to be from somewhere else around the continent, wouldn't you say? Yes, <laughs> yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, good stuff, but I wouldn't expect uh, Celtic punk coming out of a Nordic country. <laughs> right? Yet they do it. Then again, I've yet to see Viking punk. Yeah, I don't know what would fall into that category. Yeah, I know. I mean, we've gotten our Irish and Celtic punk, we've gotten our gypsy punk, and we've gotten our polka punk, and I don't know, I've yet to see some uh, Viking punks coming out of there. Maybe it's because uh, bands like Amonomarth have held the market on the, on the metal front for so long that the punks are sort of intimidated to even try it. Maybe that's it. Uh, we are tentatively working on an interview with the band from Sweden, so if that comes through i'll have to remember to ask that question yeah we will it's like <laughs> when are you guys gonna come out there wearing them uh you know with those uh big uh with those big viking ships right <laughs> and you're gonna be drinking from your horns and you're just gonna be wearing those uh those classic viking caps yeah maybe now i i think i just answered my own question <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course the punks uh haven't done nordic punk because it's just uh or viking punk because it's too expensive. <laughs> Probably is, yes. Yeah. Well, eh, just go to the dollar store during Halloween. You'll find it if they have a dollar store out there. <laughs> you know, come to the States and get stuff from the dollar store. Yeah, that too would be expensive. Just have it shipped to you. What am I... Whatever. All right, next up, we're going to go from Sweden to Spain. This band is called Rough Law. Uh, Rough Law just put out a new split LP with the band Daga, D-A-G-A. It's called Pacto de Sangre, and it's good. I think, I don't know how many tracks Daga has. I haven't heard their tracks. I think there's six from Rough Law. A lot of cool tracks on there. Uh, it came out on October 7th, so very new stuff. I mean, all the stuff that we're playing right here, including your next track, are all within the last few weeks. Got like three weeks is the oldest that any of these tracks are. So, uh, new stuff, Rough Law. Off of Pacto de Sangre, the track that we're going to listen to, Sin Libertad de Expresión. And that does translate from Spanish to English uh, as no freedom of expression. So uh, there you go. That's what they're going to be singing about. And Pacto de Sangre is blood packed. If you see the album artwork, 
you would, you'll understand the album artwork's great and it goes along with it. Go check out Rough Law. I want to thank Rough Law for sharing this with us, for us to check out. We'll check it out together. Off uh, Pacto de Sangre, we're going to hear Sin Libertad de Expresión. <laughs> say that not all the tracks feature saxophone, but yes, I did pick the one that did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Some great punk bands have saxophone in their music. I agree with you. I've done an episode featuring nothing but bands playing sax. Some bands play sax in all their songs, and some bands just feature a song with the sax, but I think it adds to it, including yeah. that one. New stuff there. Oh, yeah. I mean, look what it did for X-Ray Specs. Right? Yeah. And also, you got the one Stooges song, L.A. Blues, where it's just this frantic, discordant uh, saxophone solo with a bunch of noise. And then it also plays out 1970. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then, of course, Fear. Yep. New York's all right. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, saxophones are not a stranger to punk rock. They are not featured there in Sin Libertad de Expression. 
you know, you heard I get, at the end of the song. You know, when I first saw the title of this, I thought it was Sin Libtard, the expression. I'm like, <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> what punk are you bringing in these days? <laughs> but then I see that it's, uh, it's I kind of put together that, yes, the rest of the words in there were Spanish, and then I <laughs> let the dyslexia moments just uh, subside. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Maybe I'm just reading what I want to read. <laughs> there you go. That could be it. That could be it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go check out Pacto de Sangre. I still have to check out the other half with uh, Daga, D-A-G-A's, the other half of that split. But thank you again to Rough Lot of Madrid. Good stuff there. Eric, uh, both of us are playing releases uh, from 2022. Mine's far earlier in the year. Yours is brand new, as you were discussing at the top of the yeah. show. But uh, lesser-known bands, maybe? Yeah, it definitely they definitely are lesser known. They're actually very fresh. Awesome. You know, the band is, uh, as I said earlier, Foreign Hands. And they have a new release called Tearing Down Your Reality. As per the, uh, I guess, sort of release of their uh, single that I was talking about earlier. The, uh, oh God, what was it? Something noise. Lucid noise. Okay. Yeah, lucid noise. I believe that's what it is. But yes. Yeah. But foreign hands, they got a uh, they got a kind of an interesting catalog in just the last year, no less. They've released a let me see, I'm trying to pull up the uh, yeah they released an EP called uh, "Bleed the Dream," and then they had the song "Chlorine Tears" premiere on the 23rd of August. Right, and now they have, like I said, "Lucid Noise" with "Chlorine Tears" again with "Tearing Down Your Reality." So that is what came out today, <laughs> and. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing I got on this uh, band. Like I said, they're very fresh. There's the stuff that they released. They're from, uh, well, they're from Delaware. Right? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, something to uh, something nice to say about Delaware. There you go. <laughs> yep, here's uh, Foreign Hands, their brand stankin' new, tearing down your reality. Tearing down your reality Tearing down your reality 
So yeah, there you go. Bit of uh, some old school metalcore and old school uh, post hardcore with those like uh, uh, with those more uh, alto cleans. At least that's what it's reminding me of. Post hardcore in the two thousands, I should specify. Not post hardcore being like a Minutemen or Husker Du any <laughs> things of those any bands of those caliber. Right. Yeah. So it's good stuff. I love. Uh, yeah, I love how it's just uh, walking that kind of fine line. I'm like. Yeah, I can get into this. Cool. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, if you like what you heard, definitely check out the rest of their uh, repertoire. They are going to be releasing new material. That's what they said, but not until next year. Okay. Yeah, that means full length. <laughs> <laughs> well, be on the lookout for it. Uh, next up, a band that released something at the beginning of this year, The Last Responders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, January 13th of this year, The Last Responders put something out. It's a five-track EP called The Last Responders. Yep, and it's a great EP, and they're a great band. We played with them. Yes. <laughs> They've been to Salt Lake recently. Uh, I went to Crash Fest, as I said on the last episode, and they did the pre-Crash Fest, the unofficial pre-Crash Fest show on that Thursday night uh, with Skinny Pete and the Meats, uh, who ended up catching... Uh, a slot filling in for somebody who couldn't play, but uh, the last responders, on the other hand, uh, they're from Portland, Oregon. They did do that pre-show. They came here and played, so they've been doing shows. They got that five-track release earlier this year. A lot of good stuff. Uh, hopefully, they come back soon. I'd love to see them. That five-track EP's great. I appreciate them mm-hmm. uh, reaching out <clears throat> and getting the band on the radar, even though they already were, as Eric stated. He played with them. <laughs> yeah, they were here just a couple months ago, they were. Yes, they were. So it is time to play them uh, off of that uh, self-titled EP that came out January 13th of this year. We're going to play a track called That's Life. Yeah, well I got a job 
Eric, I'm testing your memory. Do you remember that song at the show? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. Okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. I do have a funny. Uh, I do have a funny little thing to say about uh, the song, specifically its title. You know, the song "That's Life." We all know who uh, wrote a song called "That's Life" and what it sounds like. Anyway, it's called "Sham 69." <laughs> <laughs> Now, I am, of course, talking about the Sinatra hit, and at the show that I uh, attended uh, last weekend, I was uh, talking with one of my friends about uh, old-school Rat Pack big band music, and that came up because one of the bands, I can't remember which one, they ended their set with a song that just sounded like, uh, it was just reeking of the air of Frank Sinatra. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it was actually him. He's got a very... He's got a very identifiable voice. Okay. And this one didn't sound like him. But me and my friends were talking. It's like, you know, I really love it when bands, uh, when they end their set, they play like nice little sultry music just to kind of ease the pain. It's like, (laughs) yeah. It's like at the end of like a a very horrific slasher movie, the credit music is just some some like rockabilly music that you'd hear on the radio back in the 50s. (laughs) Yeah. And I've seen it in like the, the Hills Have Eyes remake. It's really bizarre. Anyway, I'm getting off uh, track here. The thing was, we were like, you know what? I want to know if someone could take uh, hardcore music and just do hardcore covers of songs like That's Life. I'm like, a band, a puppet, a poet, a pirate, a pauper, a porn, a king. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, yeah that could, we could try it. <laughs> I don't know how, but <laughs> that'd be something weird to be done. Again, right. blurring that line between... Two genres that you never thought would collide. Right. You know, it's decades apart, nearly a whole century apart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it brings us to that point in the show where we're going to do another Halloween track. Eric, what did you pick for us on this one? Oh, I dove right back into my high school years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. This band I listened to a couple of times. I can't say I really liked them or just really uh, became a fan, but... One of my friends are just like, dude, you're missing out. I'm like, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> it's like, but dude, they wrote some good music. They wrote a good song. They wrote a good music. It's like, but it's the drummer <laughs> of Slipknot. I know he's got many side projects. And I am, of course, talking about Joey Jordison's side project, the horror punk band Murder Dolls. Yeah, Murder Dolls, they are just really, they are obscene. They are blunt as hell with their... Uh, uh, with their horror-themed delivery, and they are just, uh, well, they wrote it in a song. They love to say fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they get really uh, they get really down and dirty. It's kind of like uh, horror exploitation films. <laughs> right. Just, yeah, just in the standard of a musical format. It's like a dumbed-down Rob Zombie. <laughs> and, yeah, well, I said earlier, I'm not a huge fan of their music. I mean, they're all right at best. There is one song that really stuck with me. It may just be the first song that I heard. Because I think it, yeah, it was. This was the first song I heard by the Murder Dolls. And, you know, it's got a catchy riff. It's got a, uh, it's got a catchy uh, chorus line, be it ever so simple. I mean, that was the beauty of Murder Dolls. So simple, yet so obscene. Then some of the most obscene is the most simple. <laughs> you know. <coughs> so anyway, so anyway, I got... Real hard on the murder dolls, real hard for the murder dolls. <laughs> and 
just uh, really uh, played the shit out of this one song. And then when it came to listen to their other material, their other material didn't stack up. It didn't hold a candle to Dead in Hollywood. And that's the song that we're going to be listening to today. Just that ding, 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 yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but it is just loaded with so many references to classic monster movies, classic slasher movies. It's just like running down the list of of just things that will be like, hey, I recognize that. And it's Halloween, so we can kind of excuse the <laughs> excuse uh, references that pass as lyrics in this song. So I'm like, it's okay. Tis the season. Let's listen to Murder Before Dolls. we do that, before we do that, I don't want to cut you off, but I'll All probably right. forget to tell you. Uh, it looks like I, I played Murder Dolls one time, and it was off the same album, Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls, which mm-hmm. was their first album. came out in 2002, right? Uh, second episode that Eric did, episode 108, the second one you did, Eric. Really? I played Murder Dolls, People Hate Me, off that album. Huh. I do not remember that. <laughs> well, it was the second episode at 108, which was several years ago at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. If you want anybody want to go back and look, it's mid July of 2019. You can go back. Eric's first episode was 107, July 11th of 2019. Well, the very sec- next episode, episode 108, I played "People Hate Me" from Murder Dolls from the same album. It appears Eric's not a fan of this song so much as... <laughs> if I was, I would have remembered it. <laughs> yep. So, back to you. You uh, introducing the song? Or, you I'm know? just introducing the song. This is Dead in fucking Hollywood. <laughs> Take it to a Dr. Frankenstein Now you 
So yeah, you can sell all those uh, references on there, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it hasn't aged well with my taste, lyrically speaking, because I'm like, if you're gonna make a reference, you know, at least do something clever with it, and yeah, they kind of do. You can knock on Ed Wood, but it won't do you no good. <laughs> I was like that line. <laughs> And then, like, Norman Bates, how are your rates? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny, too. And then, but then stuff that's just, like, pretty blatant. It's like, Leatherface, remove my face. Uh, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dracula, I heard you suck. That just sounds so, oh, God, that just sounds like a middle school uh, insult. <laughs> it's like, are you Dracula? Because you suck. <laughs> oh, man, just a little... But but that was the thing. It appealed to me as a teenager. Does it appeal to me now? Not so much, but I do appreciate the uh, musical aspect of it. Those little, like, uh, haunting guitar sounds that they are doing. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's all in the presentation of this. An otherwise very simple and very, you know, for lack of a better word, dumb song. <laughs> it is pretty dumb. <laughs> but that's their style. That was what their uh, appeal was. And... And yeah, this was a side project of uh, Joey Jordison from Slipknot, only he was taken over on guitar. Yeah, of course he wasn't going to waste his drum talents on a such a simple endeavor. No, he was <laughs> going to be like, you know, I'm a drummer, not a guitarist. So yeah, this makes sense to me. <laughs> Whatever, it's still, uh, you know, they got their uh, day in the sun. I don't know if they're doing anything currently. I know Wednesday 13's had a pretty... Uh, a pretty decent uh, solo career on top of his uh, fame that he made with Murder Dolls. But I don't know if Murder Dolls as a whole are still going through. In fact, I doubt they are now that I realize that Joey Jordison is dead, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, Wednesday 13, he probably still sings some Murder Dolls on his solo stuff. I bet he does uh, on the solo stuff. The last full length put out by Murder Dolls came out in 2010. They only put out the one in 20. 2002, then in 2010, mm. and then they just had some singles, EPs. Uh, last release total was 2010, so wow. yeah, they haven't done anything as that band. Yeah, <coughs> well, pretty fleeting endeavor. It also featured Trip Eisen, who <coughs> was also in uh, Static X for a period as well. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's really not too... Uh, Based on uh, this song, it's really not too far off from how a Static X have presented themselves. It's like they're sort of a digital industrial. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I could see uh, Static X and Murder Dolls having been on a tour together. Maybe they have. I don't know. But now, could be. Yeah, but now that both of their pivotal members, both of their guitarists are dead, <laughs> I don't think it's going <laughs> to happen anytime soon. Well, I mean, Static X is still going with uh, Zero. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is just weird things to think about. And I don't really have the mental capacity to deal with that because I got my mind on other things. like Such as what? Such as live concerts. If we're at that point in the show. Tell us what you went to. I will quickly put out, uh, last show we talked about a show that Eric's going to talk about having gone seen. I didn't see it. I was sick. I was getting sick during our recording last week. And yes, I ended up sick. Mm -hmm. Didn't go, so... That, that wraps up my show for the week. What, what, what do you got, Eric? Well, the show that you uh, unfortunately could not attend, that was The Bronx, The Chats, Drug Church, and Scowl at the Complex. And awesome. I went to that show, and I caught, well, technically I did catch all the bands, but I only came in during Scowl's last song. Oh. And not even the last song, I caught half of their last song. 
So I was bummed to have missed Scal. I missed them the last time they came here. And get this, they played two shows that night. I'm just going to cut to the chase on this part. Half of the audience uh, left uh, after the chat set. And I assume it was because there were mostly the young kids. And they knew that there was a show going on at the Beehive down the street. And they knew that Scal was going to be playing a pop-up show. Unannounced there. And... Uh, Dan from uh, Ill Will Zine from Running to the Sun Milk Money. He's got a lot of projects, but he was uh, he commented on a post I made about the show on SLC Hardcore that it's like, let me tell you this: you will not scowl if you come to the Beehive show. <laughs> he made a <laughs> comment like that. I'm like, oh Dan, oh Dan, you just uh, spilled the damn beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It was a great show. Um, because I saw what people were posting about it and. It took me a minute to uh, to watch those little videos that people were posting on Instagram of the show because I'm like, no, I can't look at it. It pains me. I <laughs> missed an amazing show <laughs> to go to another amazing show. And let's get back to talking about the amazing show that I attended. The so, amazing yeah, show. The amazing show. Let's see. Can I, yeah, can I, uh, let's see, summon Ed Sullivan to introduce <laughs> that? <laughs> really good show. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not good at doing the impression of him, mostly because I never listened to the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> I was uh, about uh, 40 years too late. <laughs> anyway, back to the uh, back to uh, yeah, the concert. Uh, yeah, got to see Drug Church, and also I should point out I was there with uh, three of my band members. I was there with uh, Ethan, I was there with Sid, and I was there with DK. We all went to the show, and. We didn't even plan that. It was actually kind of nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but Drug Church is Sid's favorite band. She worships those guys. So she was going crazy during their set, and she was, like, singing every lyric and just, like... And she's just standing side stage. Like, we're very close to the door as opposed to the stage, but she's just having a blast. That's cool. Needless to say, I was having a blast. It was the second time seeing Drug Church today. Today, today, uh. this year, this year, <laughs> that, <sounds laughs> that day marked the second time seeing Drug Church within this year. There you go. I think that accounts for uh, in total. I think I've seen them four times now, maybe okay. five, maybe five, because I saw them uh, the first time. I saw them was at the old loading dock with Cruel Hand, and then I saw them at Punk Rock Bowling with uh, Sick of It All, and yeah, then I saw them earlier this year, and I saw them uh, just barely. So maybe it was just four times. No, five. Okay. Five. I saw them play again a punk rock bowling, but it was the main stage, not a club show. Main stage. Now I remember. But it did confuse them with Plague Vendor because they looked kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know. Now I know. So Drug Church put on a good set. And the Chats, oh boy, the Chats, their first ever show in Salt Lake. And was it worth it? God, I hope they think it was worth it because that show was off the fucking chain. Those guys were so loud. They were so fast. They were so snotty. They just they just were the embodiment of everything punk rock was back in the day, at least according to uh, documentaries that I have watched and interviews I've listened to and just, uh, just concert footage that I have seen. I was like, yeah, I, I can feel it. And the Chats, they are a very simple band. I played them on this show last episode. The album uh, Get Fucked. Right? Yeah, Get Fucked. 
and now I own that record. <laughs> you know, and they and they write songs that are just like, yeah, I'm out of smokes, or I'm going for a smoke break. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> it's just, yeah. There's no little deeper meaning in there. It's just very, uh, you know, reactionary little impulses that we all have, and they're just like exploiting it. <laughs> they're saying that in expletives. So I'm like, <laughs> yep. And how did the audience respond? Well, I told you, they went off the fucking chain. All these kids, they were slamming into each other. They were There was a fight almost breaking out between this young kid and this old guy because the kid was being a fucking jackass and just like kept bumping into him. And, oh, man, this this kid was trying to pick a fight with this old man. The old man's like, no, fuck off. Go away. <laughs> and people were coming in, myself included, to just like, no, just stop, just stop doing this shit. And then eventually, I just grabbed him by the torso and just shoved him back. I'm like, dude, fuck off. It is not worth it. And he just stormed off in a huff. Like, fucking rip off my head and hit me in the head. <laughs> That's really what it was. It was so petty, but whatever. That was just a, that was just an isolated incident. The chat show, just they really stole the show that night. And I know this because, you know, opening up for the Bronx is a pretty, uh, you know, the Bronx, I would not want to follow on right. a bill. Um, but unfortunately, this show proved to be a sort of a downgrade. <laughs> oh, God. Nothing to do with the Bronx themselves. They performed very well. Matt got down into the audience and got them, you know, and got them moving. What little of the audience was left. <laughs> and that was the problem. Like ha- over half of the audience, almost three quarters of the audience, left after the chats. I'm like... God, did they just get burned out too too soon? Because the Bronx are fucking awesome. Right. I was sitting there at the front of the crowd, just like watching them set up, and I'm just waiting. Oh, all the there's must be a lot of people out taking a smoke break. You know, just hanging out outside. They'll be coming. They'll come back in. And then they started playing. I was like, okay, they're gonna start funneling funneling in when the they hear the first notes, and when they get through the first song, second song, I'm like. Where the <laughs> fuck is everybody? Holy shit. That's too bad. Yeah. They missed like out. like I said, yeah, they did miss out. But like I said, there was another show going on, and most of the audience was youths. So, yeah, and the other half, I guess, was just a bunch of old people who were just really tired out. And were just <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Let's just uh, let's get out of here before we uh, get, a, get a charge for statutory assault. <laughs> <laughs> But the Bronx, they still put on a good show. They played a lot of good songs that, you know, a lot of, not a lot of my favorites, but some songs that I really love. I'm really bummed that they didn't do Jack of All Trades. I was like, mm, no, wait, why? But whatever, it was, it was okay. Yeah, they, and you could tell that the audience, while most of it had dissipated, was not boating a, a negative impulse on them. They were still up there. They were smiling. They were having a good time. They were just happy to be on stage, giving a show. And, well, Matt on stage, but also down on the floor. Because <laughs> that's usually where you'll find him. Yep, that is where you will find him. And he's like, come on, guys. We're going to move. I'm going to come down there and move you myself. I'm like, yes, that's what you do. As a front man, it is your responsibility to hold over the crowd. And he did a good job. Good. He did a good job. Anyway. Not surprised. So yeah, that was the that was the show that I attended in the middle of the week. The show that I attended on the end of the week was the Wild West Fest. And they had a Wild West pregame 
And I did not attend that because I'm like, I can only afford to go to one of these things. And I just dropped a damn near $100 on this Wild West Fest. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I won't be there for the pregame. The pregame included, included bands like Ikulu, Ingrown, The Streets, Pull Your Card, Eightfold Path, Teardrop, with Victim to None, Snake Eyes, and NVM from our little hometown. And I heard that that show got pretty fucking rowdy. There was some blood spilled, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of rambunctious behavior. Wow. I'm like, okay, sounds like a hardcore show. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I have seen I seen that. All right. And anyway, about the uh, fest, here was the interesting thing about it. We all knew what bands were playing, but it was never announced when they would be playing. So you kind of had no choice but to stick around <laughs> just to be like, okay, will they be playing next? How about now? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, this is pretty, this is pretty dirty. <laughs> Unfortunately, a good chunk of bands <laughs> that I was there to see dropped off. Oh, I'm like, bad. oh my God. Yeah. No dare, no dead heat, no fucking, uh, oh God, what was the other one? Uh, Vamakara, yeah. I'm like, okay, this, uh, I mean, Dead Heat was what I was looking forward to uh, kind of the most. They were up there because I love those guys. They put on a hell of a show and I was ready to get down with it again. But I'm like, whatever, I'm still, I'm still going to stay here because I still got to see Abrasion. I still got to see Field of Flames. I still got to see Extinguish and I got to see Hard Side and Momentum. And I got to see my friends at Natural Evil for the first time. And what should happen, who should happen to show up by the band Takeover? That is Salt Lake's, one of, one of Salt Lake's biggest hardcore acts currently. And they don't play shows often. And they, they just kind of snuck into the venue. They were like, it was kept under a hush-hush sort of thing, because I guess that's a thing right now. <laughs> Everyone playing <laughs> secret shows. But... Takeover was just kind of like uh, called up at the last minute, being that so many bands had dropped off the bill. It's, I say so many, but it was like three, four, five bands on the grand scheme of a festival that has like 20 bands. Doesn't seem like that big of a loss, but Takeover was still a warm welcome of the audience. Be like, okay, we'll forgive you on that. Takeover, let's go crazy. <laughs> and Takeover was great. Every time I've seen them, they always, uh, they always bring it. And you look at uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan McEwen, their vocalist, this mountain of a man. He is someone who matches their music. It is just so large. It just feels like it could crush you if it lands on top of you. And his vocals just are so gruff to match that tone. I'm like, you got it, son. <laughs> you got it, sir. Y'all done well, kids. <laughs> no, he's probably older than me. I don't know. I don't know who's older. I just assume he's older because he's a fucking mountain. <laughs> right? Yep. Though I will say, well, they did play uh, They did play some good music. They didn't play Fall Back Down. That's my favorite song. And no, I'm not making a quip to the, to the certain rancid song. They actually have a song called Fall Back Down. And that is my favorite one. And they didn't play it. Damn it. You bastards. <laughs> but it's okay. I'll see him again. Now, the band Hardside, I was excited to see them. I thought they weren't a band anymore. <laughs> and that was a band that was uh, that I discovered through uh, my friend and also former bandmate from way back in the day, one Kevin Espana. And we were in the band Second Nature together. And 
And that band broke up. He went and uh, joined the military and was uh, gone, stationed in South Korea for the longest damn time. And he's since moved back to Salt Lake. Whoa. Yeah. And I sent him a little photo, a little video of a hard side. I'm like, dude, this reminds me of when we were in your basement and you, we were playing along to these guys trying to figure out, uh, trying to get some inspiration for new Second Nature songs. And he's like, oh, that sounds like a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of like a... You know, personal to me to see those guys, and it was cool. The whole, yeah, the whole show was cool. Although, and it was at the Soundwell, and the Soundwell has a huge bar area, and I thought it was hilarious because the I'm like that bartender must be having a great fucking time tonight. It's like you're you're bartending a show at a of a hardcore festival, and ninety percent of the crowd doesn't drink. <laughs> Either they're underage or they are straight edge. Right. Most likely the latter. <laughs> so, yeah, but I went back there. I had myself a beer, and then I spent most of the other time in the uh, general area. As, yeah, I didn't have enough money to pay $6 for a 16-ounce PBR. Wow. Ah, uh, yeah, fucking beer everywhere is overpriced. Except for Aces. $3, 16-ounce PBRs. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, those were the shows that I attended uh, last week, and I'll be attending a couple more in this upcoming week. But we will talk about that in just a few minutes. Well, let's get into some shows that you can go see out and about if you are out and about. We'll go Saturday, October 29th uh, at the Boulevard in Boyle Heights, it looks like. You can go see Badass, Revolt and Destroy, Makosos, and the Valicia. Also, Treshura. And Chronic Condition, and that is, I assume that's California. California has so many cities that bands can go play, which is fantastic. But uh, at the Boulevard, it's a $21 show, 10 bucks. Go see Revolt and Destroy and Badass. I saw Badass recently. They are badass, like I said on the last show. Uh, you can go see the Asteroid M Halloween Party. It's an all-ages show. It's concert in the park. It's in Las Vegas. The park is 3rd Street event, event Space, which is between Hoover and Gas. You can go see Desert Island Boys, Eclipse, Three Rounds, Anti-Vision, The Red Sea, and Horror Palation, who we just played their new stuff a couple episodes back. That is also on October 29th, and there is a costume contest and prizes. Go see that on or in Las Vegas. You can also go see Scalloween. Brought to you by Smelvis Records. That's on October 29th, and that will be in Riverside, California. Uh, you can go see Eight Calacas. Maybe it's Ocho Calacas. That's probably more fitting. Uh, La Pabresca, Cerebro Negro, De Scarotus, Scarados, Onk, uh, Bad Boy Dance Party. So go check out those bands for Scalloween. And there's also a costume contest on that one. It's 20 bucks in advance or just 21 or 20 bucks period if you show up in a costume, which you should. It's that time of year. Why not, right? Yeah. Uh, shortly after the, the, those shows on November 3rd here in Salt Lake at Oliver Rock Punk Rock Shop, you can go see the Valicia with Makosos and the Usurpers Power Beer and Mad Badmouth. Badmouth. I think that's Badmouth. Yeah, right? Badmouth. All right. I'm reading the yeah. font. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they're, yeah, their bassist 
uh, Olivia is actually seeing my guitarist, Ethan. Oh, look at that. Yeah, they've been hanging out together, and Ethan is totally love-struck and almost disgusts me. But <laughs> I'm happy for him. He spent a, a good deal of his uh, life being single. So I'm like, good, you found someone who I assume is awesome. So Badmouth anyway. and Anonymous are, are, are going out together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's awesome. funny is I'm the only one in that band who doesn't have a current squeeze. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the lead singer. This should be opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it the bassist that should be in your position? Yeah, but then again, once a bassist, always one, I suppose. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm working both ends. I'm being the bassist and the singer. Right. So that way I can never lose. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you never win? <sighs> it's a conundrum. <laughs> Uh, there's another Halloween show you can go check out this weekend, Saturday, October 22nd. Taco Punks presents Halloween Massacre. It's an all-ages show that features Knuckleheads, 21-Gun Salute, Dead Fleet, Battle Ready, Almost Porn, and Local Retards. It's a $10 show, prize for best costume. And this show is in Upland in California. Uh, there'll be vendors, food, music, fun. Again, 10 bucks at the door. Uh, go check that out. Six dollar or not six dollars. Six p.m. is when the show starts, and it's at Rock House Brewery in Upland. So go check that one out. Uh, just a couple left. There's Stevie's fiftieth birthday bash, and that'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the Eagles Thirty Four. It's a fifteen dollar show, and you get to go see. And it's this Saturday, the twenty second. Victory, the Uncouth, Vacant, Empire Down, Old Salt. Awesome bands. Show starts at 7, so make sure you get there early. It says come early for eats, rather, not show starts at 7. So 7 is probably when the doors open. But get there. Awesome bands. I've been excited for this one. I wish I was out there to see it. I love Victory. Love the Uncouth. Love Empire Down. Definitely need to check out Vacant and Old Salt, but uh, you won't miss out uh, or be butthurt if you show up because they're all going to be awesome. Uh, finally, there's a tour happening right now with the Dead Boys, the Briefs, and Susie Moon. And October 20th, tomorrow, they'll be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Then they're working their way through New Jersey, Brooklyn, Providence, Rhode Island, Philadelphia on the 25th. And then they're going to take about a 10-day or so break and then work their way out here, out west. And... Uh, November 4th, they'll start in California. And we will see them towards the end on November 15th, Urban Lounge. I'll talk more about uh, you know the West Coast shows as it gets closer. But you can go see the tail end of their East Coast uh, reanimated tour. Eric, that is all I have. What shows do you have to mention so we can get back into some music? Well, the shows I've got to mention, some of them, uh, regarding my band. Awesome. Anyway, uh Coming up on this uh, Saturday, the 22nd, the Queers with Teenage Bottle Rocket and Disorder Lines are going to be playing at Aces High Saloon, and that's going to start at 8 p.m., and is going to be $20 entry. I've seen the Queers and Teenage Bottle Rocket at the same time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was a tour uh, almost 10 years ago. It was in, uh, I want to say, September of 2013, and they... It was, uh, yeah, those two bands and my friends and Problem Daughter opened up for them. I think there was one more. I can't remember. I, I know there was one more whose name I just can't remember. But, yeah, 
That was at the old uh, Shred Shed, just across the street from the heavy metal shop. Great venue. Shitty for parking, though. Holy hell. That yeah. was a terrible place. That's but, terrible. but yeah, the venue itself was really cool. Anyway, that's going to be a fun show. I will not be attending because I have a show that I am playing that night at the Dis House. For, the, for any old school Salt Lake City punks who are listening to this episode, you all remember the Dis House. That fucking squat in North Salt Lake that had drugs dripping off of the walls. So many people shooting heroin in there. So many people smoking crack. Oh, it was a squat to be reckoned with. And we all loved it. <laughs> there were some crazy shows to have been had in there. And, yeah, but, you know, squats, they're, uh, they're vagrants. Don't exactly uh, last long. They usually end up uh, somewhere else. Sometimes rehab. <laughs> That's true. And sometimes, uh, well, dead. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but some, some of them just uh, go to other squats. <laughs> yeah, and now with some of the guys who were in the dis house, they live in different states that I know of. And they also live, they still uh, hang around in the uh, city, just living in different places. So it's good to know that some of them are still alive because there's, there's some good people there. Good. Some really good folks there. Anyway, the guys in uh, Marine Corps, well, at least Jay, their singer and guitarist, he's, he does both of them. He, he basically uh, took over the house and he's wanted to revive it as not the dis house, but a, wanted to call it the slut hut. But okay. I'm like... You can try, man, but everyone's going to remember the Dis House. <laughs> I've seen shows at the Dis House, and they were fucking wild. That basement is microscopic. It is just, I can't even tell you the measurements of it. Just know it is small as hell. And I think the biggest show that I saw there was Drunk as Shit doing their CD release party. And Drunk as Shit played as a five-piece band, Full Marshall stacks of amplifiers, not to mention the drum set, and of course, Pharaoh up up front, kind of front, singing the lyrics, singing the words, and they managed to squeeze about 15 people in the remaining space. And by the way, speaking of space, headspace, there was very little. (laughs) Oh, God, there was like maybe eight or nine inches of headspace. And I remember specifically Drellinger, Chris Drellinger, formerly of Never Say Never, RIP. He he managed to get up from the staircase on top of the crowd and somehow not get crushed between the hands, the heads and the ceiling. Wow. I was this is bizarre. <laughs> and of course it was a drunk as shit show, so beer was flying everywhere. <laughs> that was a uh, that was crazy. So I know what I'm going to be getting into. <laughs> However, we'll be playing as a four-piece, not a five-piece, because uh, DK had uh, prior obligations in Las fucking Vegas. Oh, look at me. I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're soldiering on without him. He's just the rhythm guitarist, whatever. That <laughs> 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 We can soldier on with without him because we have two guitarists, so we can get away with just one. There's just certain parts that Ethan would have to take over. That's fine. Anyway, that show's coming up. We'll be playing that shit with uh, Marine Corps, Raid, and Suffocator. It is a free show, and it will start at 5.30. Uh, Also uh, coming up, coming up on the 28th, Turnstile and Snail Mail and JPEG Mafia are going to be playing at the Complex. That starts at 6 p.m., $35 entry. Also on the 28th, my friends in the one-two-many's. 
are doing their CD release party. That's another uh, an album release party because it is printed on vinyl. It is on wax, and they are excited for it. That's, cool. That's a Yeah, that was another album I failed to mention in a new upcoming releases, but it is coming. If you're into stuff like uh, Op Ivy or the specials or, you know, Rancid Ska Caliber, One Too Many's are your thing. You don't know it, but, you know, step one, two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're awesome. Uh, they'll be playing with Hi-Fi Murder, LSDO, and Utah County Swillers. And that'll be in the Ice House. That is the bar in uh, in Midvale. Or, no, 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 not Midvale, Murray. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's 21 plus. But, you know, most of the, guy, most of the people who uh, listen to these guys are above 21. I know I am. <laughs> anyway, that starts at 8 p.m. Don't know if there's a uh, cover charge, but you'll know when you get there. And on Halloween... I am playing another show. This is the first time I am playing on Halloween. Nice. <laughs> the only time that came close is when I did Punk Rock Halloween with a group of my friends, one of which is a former friend, as the Cromags. <laughs> yeah, he shall remain nameless, but that was a fun time. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, on Halloween, we're basically playing a, uh, we're playing a free show in this parking lot of a soda bar in South Jordan. I don't remember what it is called, but the address is... Uh, 10309 South Redwood Road. And we will be playing with Portraits, Lovelace, Sunfish, Bound, Mummy, and Drag. And there will be vendors there, and they'll also be having a barbecue. It's going to be one hell of a Halloween show. So, And it also says on the bottom of a flyer with an exclamation point at the end of it, wear a costume. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you heard it there, folks. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Is any, was there anything else on that show? Oh, yeah, doors at uh, 430. <laughs> That's a half hour before I clock out. <laughs> hey, but at least I'm playing last. We, we are playing last. We're headlining that shit. They gave us 40 minutes. I'm like, good, because we have a very long set. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Halloween. And then come the first. Let's see if I'm not overstepping my bounds here. No, I have until the second. All right. Yep. On the first. For all you uh, metalcore, hardcore kids, Varials is going to be coming to the Beehive with Orthodox and Boundaries and Distinguish. We're not sure if any locals are going to be open up for him, but if they are, I'd wager to say that either Snake Eyes or Victim to None, maybe both, will be playing that show. Cool. That's what I believe. And then on the second, I Prevail, Pierce the Veil, and Fit for a King and Stand Atlantic will be playing at the Complex. This is for all you old school, sceney, metalcore nerds. And they'll be playing, like I said, the complex, $40 for entry. Yeah, a little, a little steep, but, you know, I'm not going to go to the show, so why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> Starts at uh, 7 p.m. And finally, on the 3rd of November, the Underdogs of Chaos Tour. Like you just said, the Valicia, Mocosos, Badmouth, Power Beer, and Usurpers at Oliver Rock. That is $10, and it starts at 6 p.m. Those shows are fucking awesome. That's all I got for the next, uh, really, two weeks. I, excellent. Well, there's a lot of shows here. There's a lot of shows out and about. Uh, if there's any shows that you are playing wherever you happen to be, let us know. We want to know. We want to talk about it. We want to plug it. Eric, let's get into some great covered cover albums. It's been a while since we played some music. Yeah, it, it kind of has been. Such as the, uh, <laughs> such as the uh, I don't know, structure of this, uh, of this show that we do. It's the filling of the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is the uh, yeah, this is the meat of the show right here. Go see live shows, people. Go see live shows. Yeah, because if there weren't live shows, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about 
anything on this podcast. Right. We wouldn't. I mean, most of the bands that I listen to, I have discovered in a live setting. This uh, band I'm about to talk about is not the case. I just learned about these guys because they are incredibly popular. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They are the band that really just kind of ruled the day in the 90s. When Punk Revival was at an all-time high, Epitaph and Fat Records were the labels to be on, and everyone wanted just straightforward, three-chord, fast songs that you could sing to and that you could spin around in a circle to. And one of the bands that held the market on that was The Offspring. Yep, The Offspring. I am going to talk about one of their most popular bands, and I'm going to be talking about their most popular album, Smash yeah, smash. It is a <laughs> smashing album. <laughs> yes, we know The Offspring. Everyone knows The Offspring. They're played on the radio fucking 20 times a day on like 16 different stations, I'm sure, in multiple parts of the country, multiple parts of the world. They are well-renowned. They are well-known. And yeah, for good reason. They're fun. <laughs> They were a band that was like, a, yeah, we can get downright serious. You know, it shows that with songs like The Kids Are All Right and also arguably Self Esteem. <laughs> but we're not going to be talking about their uh, hit songs, you know, even though this album does have a lot of, and if I may be permitted a small pun, smash hits. Because, and this was the first album that was released on Epitaph that went gold. So this was uh, Epitaph Records. Uh, heyday like a okay yeah you know what i think we are a uh i think we kind of uh, pass as a major label now despite the fact we're still independently owned <laughs> but they're functioning like one. Oh god so yeah what songs can i choose from smash that you haven't heard already well i'm not gonna be I will not be talking about Come Out and Play. I am not going to be talking about Self-Esteem. I'm not even going to be talking about the title track, even though I do love all of those songs. I want to talk about my actual favorite song, and that is the opening track, After the Kick Your Shoes Off and Relax. <laughs> yeah, it is a song that, uh, if I was... The best way to put it is if I was ever to be in a sort of a skate video, you know those old skate promos that... You know, the likes of Thrasher and Antihero put up. They're just clips of their best skaters doing their best tricks. Right. Shit like that. It's like, if I were to ever have one of those, I would want it to be done to this song. And this song is Nitro.
Yeah, it doesn't not just scream California skater boy. <laughs> like you can just uh, you can just kind of close your eyes and picture it. At least I can. Anyway, yeah, Smash is a great record. There's no shortage of great songs on here, and it was kind of a challenge to uh, choose a. Uh, uh, to just choose two. You know how it goes. <laughs> yes. When you enjoy something, it is tough. Oh, yeah. And yeah, aside from the, uh, you know, the power hits up on this fucking record, there's still some great ones. Like, I could have chosen, like, Gotta Get Away, Something to Believe in, Killboy Powerhead. That's some good stuff. Or, what in the world happened to you? Right. But I just decided to go more traditional and, like, what is the song on here that I could relate to the most? And I had to go with a certain song that is about road rage. And I remember the first and only time I saw The Offspring, it was on their 20th anniversary tour of this album back in 2014. And of course, they played this whole album in its entirety. And that to me was a perfect Offspring set. I'm like, you played all the songs on Smash, you... You did the song You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. You did Kids Are All Right. And you did uh, uh, Get a Job. I'm like, good. You played like pretty much all the songs that I love by you guys. So I have no reason to see you again. <laughs> Except for when you do the 30th anniversary tour in a couple years, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they would be doing. But I remember when they came out with Nitro. Oh, man. But they did do a, uh, a live rendition of Time to Relax. If you remember how Time to Relax starts off, it's like, time to relax. Kick off your shoes, rest in your easy chair, and have a good time. Stuff like that. But the same narrator came on and said, oh, who am I kidding? It's not time to relax. You want to fuck shit up. (laughs) So keep your shoes on, run around, and go crazy, and try to destroy the people around you. You stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> and that leads us into the song that I chose, Bad Fucking Habit. Because I got road rage. I am a red-knuckled, white, white, white-knuckled, red-eyed, aggressive driver who thinks stop signs are more suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. When they played this song live, holy fuck, that was one of the craziest circle pits I'd ever been in. So, yeah, I couldn't help it. But I got a bad habit.
Yeah, you can uh, kind of picture what the pit was like. <laughs> uh, it went, it went so crazy. So yeah, I kind of had this album in the back of my head, like I'm gonna talk about this album one day. And then I woke up this morning, realized I had no picks for today's episode. I'm like, I should probably do this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, album? What album have I been listening to? Well, it's a bunch of albums that I've already talked about on this show, or they aren't. Ju- they just straight up aren't punk albums. <laughs> So I was like, well, maybe I should just talk about the Offspring album. So it's good to know that I have uh, stuff in the in the back just to like pull from. Like, okay, you're going in now. Nice. Put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Offspring filled in for you. Oh, yeah. I got my own little bench warmer records. <laughs> uh, but that's all I got to say about Smash. It's a great album. I still think it holds up to this day. Just a, just a time capsule of what... Of what was going on back in the day. Right. Like I know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just know from uh, all the multiple uh, documentaries that I have watched and hearing stories from people who were at, at that time. And I know plenty. <laughs> well, I remember that album when it came out. Uh, I remember buying that album. I was one of those people that helped it sell to its uh, record-setting status. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. You were part of that. <laughs> And uh, four months after it was released, I was born. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, my album is a brand new album. Uh, it just came out last week on October 14th. Uh, brand new. You know, sometimes we do play brand new ones, because, and they're great cover to covers just because they are. Uh, this is going to be on my <laughs> list of best albums of the year right now. All right. I think it is the best album released of the year for me personally. Is my my personal taste. Uh, the Prowlers Prowl Around was on that as like the number one spot up until April when I started listening to this album. Uh, and then I was like, holy shit, I think I like this one better. And you know what? I've heard this album. When we're playing brand new albums, sometimes you've only heard it once. And you're like, yeah, I really like it. I'll, just so you know, I've heard this album. I don't even couldn't even tell you. 20, 30 times, probably all the way through, maybe more. <laughs> I've heard it a lot in, in the many months that I've had it, and I love it. Uh, I love it just as much every time I listen to it. I don't know if I could pick favorite songs. Uh, I picked just uh, one that features Mark of Booze and Glory. Everybody should know if you're familiar with this show, we play Booze and Glory. Uh, Mark is the consistent mm-hmm. member of that band. Yeah, uh, in its entirety from beginning till now, uh, and this song, the first song, features Mark again. This particular album, "Time Will Tell," I think I forgot to even mention that from Riot City Radio. Riot City Radio, "Time Will Tell," released October fourteenth. Prior to this twelve track, which one of them is an intro track, but still twelve track full length. They did have a four track anchor in the storm. I want to say came out in like twenty nineteen which was awesome in and of itself. But this full length is phenomenal. I'll talk a little bit more about the band after the first track. Uh, This track, again, features Mark, and this track is called World at Your Feet. Uh, I couldn't say enough and enough times and in fancy enough words and all of those things how much I think that you should and everybody out there should check out this album and listen to it. You'll get to hear why I think so here in a moment. Here it is, World at Your Feet. It's Riot City Radio.
Yeah, I can see how this uh, made it to the top of your list, <laughs> just based on that one song. Right? And again, I don't even know if I could pick a favorite. Uh, when I very first heard this album, it was one of those where, yeah, I like this one. Okay, I like this one. Do I like it better? I'm not sure. Oh, the next one comes on? Uh, yeah, I really like this one. I can't do... Uh, I don't know. What's next? And then you just hear the whole thing and... Like, uh, all right, I just got to keep listening to it. And I've listened to it so many times. And it's one of those where I hear it and I love the song. And then I hear the next one. And I'm like, maybe I like this one more than I like the last one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, uh, you know, I guess that just kind of defaults it as the best album. Right. When you can't decide which track is your favorite. It's right. Like, yeah, you know what? I can't even uh, place one above the other. I can't skip a song on this record. Yeah. I can't even play it out of order. <laughs> exactly. I've and I hear it in order every single time too and it's uh, I've got it memorized so it's going to be weird for me to go from World at Your Feet to the next song because this is not in order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, time will tell. Check these guys out. They're from Plymouth in the UK. If you're unfamiliar with the band Riot City Radio, well Tom Murphy and Tom Bootwood they are two of the three members of the band. Also, those guys were in the bands Arch Rivals, Hostile Minds, and Hard Wax together. Hard Wax still putting out something in two weeks, uh, less than two weeks now. It's on the 28th. Uh, they have a brand new album. So these guys also putting out another new album. They just put it out this last week, another new one with Hard Wax. Uh, then Tom Bootwood, he is in, he's in the band Boilermaker, Dead Legions, The Trade, Roughed Up. S amongst those other bands, just a myriad of bands. S all those bands have put out releases just in the last couple of years, some of them in the last year or so. Uh, as I was talking about when Rebellion Festival was coming around, Arch Rivals played their last show. Tom was on drums uh, for that last one, though he hadn't been playing with the band, and I think that's probably kind of what Arch Rivals' deal was, is that everybody's just kind of moved on and either into other bands, not playing in bands, those kind of things. But I love Arch Rivals nonetheless. But all of Tom's bands, Hostile Minds, Hard Wax, Boilermaker, Dead Legions, The Trade, Roughed Up, all awesome. But I love this Riot City Radio. This release, out of all of those bands, is a best release of the year. Again, there is still, it's October 19th. There's still two and a half months left. Maybe there's something coming out, but I have not heard anything else in 2022 that is going to put that in the number one spot because this is going to be the number one spot. We'll see. We'll see if there's something else. Prowlers right now are number two in case anybody's curious on what I think. And uh, we're going to get back to number one. This track is called Working Class Anthem. Like I said, the first track I just featured because... Uh, it featured Mark. This one right here, I think, is just the rallying cry that everybody should hear. And here we go, Working Class Anthem, Riot City Radio. It's for the working class, the heroes of our nation. They work with bleeding hands, blind hearts determination. It's for the common man, come
class, we will <coughs> never fall. Yes, yes, we will never fall. As if the working class falls, everything else does. Right. At least in this current society we live in. But really in any society, if people stop working, then nothing gets done. Right. <laughs> you know? Pretty soon we're going to be like, uh, oh man, the, like the movie Wally. Right. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, God. For those of you who don't know, that's the Disney movie that came out in uh, 2010 where basically the world has been uh, damaged and inhabitable beyond repair. So they uh, take all the, you know, because of uh, pollution, so they take all the humans, they put them up in a giant spaceship, and they're like, yeah, just uh, stay there while these uh, robots clean up the earth. Robots clean up the earth, fail. And, <laughs> and then, but they send uh, robots down there to see if uh, any source of life is coming, ba- coming back to the earth. And that's like, okay, now we can go back. It's safe now. <laughs> but in that time, the... Uh, you know, people have been up in the uh, spaceship for hundreds of years, and they are literally being served hand and foot by robots. What do the people do? And they just sit there and they get fat. Right. <laughs> They're just there to eat and just be entertained. And it's a nice little social commentary on where we are heading as a society, so long as we uh, live on the couch, right. so to speak. No kidding. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what the... That's what work does to you. It keeps you busy. For better or for worse. I know I stay busy. Maybe to a fault. And that's how we keep going, people. Working class. I love this album. I don't think I can say it enough. The musicianship, uh, everything, just the sound. uh, Everything about this album, I love it. And that's why it's number one. Uh, And when we do our best of 2022 episodes coming up, you know, January-ish is our goal. Uh, or hopefully yeah. early January uh, is the goal. I don't suspect that I will <laughs> be saying somebody else is number one, but you never know. Maybe something else will come out, but I, I love this album, and yeah. I, I think it's going to be the best album for me personally of 2022, so I recommend everybody to at least give it a listen all the way through once. Yeah. doesn't I have will. to be your best album, because I don't expect everybody to like exactly what I like, but I think if I think it's the best album of the year probably gonna find something you like on there yeah i don't even have a favorite i mean i have favorites right but i don't know what the one is maybe it's yet to come out it, that could be and it could be for me i'm saying a lot of shit right now i'm saying what number one and number two already are because that's just what it is for me at the moment but mm-hmm. i love this album check out riot city radio time will tell go back and look up anchor in the storm that four track was really good and I would just recommend uh, checking out anything Tom and Tom do because they are fantastic musicians, as the, all of this album, Riot City Radio, will show you. Eric, let's wrap up the show. What do you got? Well, I got the last of the albums that were released on the coveted release day of the 7th of October. Right? <laughs> yep. If you don't remember, I talked about the, uh, the last episode. I talked about one of the songs from Goat Whore's new album, and at the top of this episode, I talked about the album released by Arm for Apocalypse. And the third album that I have yet to have gotten to was Lamb of God's Omens. I listened to the album once when it came out, and it kind of came and went, and I was like, oh, is this a bad album? But the answer is no. Indeed, it is not. It is a great album. I was just uh, not giving it my full attention. <laughs> and I was driving it while I was doing work, and I was uh, delivering. I was kind of in and out that day. I was pretty fatigued, and I was like, okay. But I gave it a listen again today, 
and I, you know, was more active listening. And oh my god, this record uh, fucking slaps. <laughs> Only ten songs of just uh, really hard hitting metal songs, and you can just tell where their influence was coming from. I mean, Lamb of God, they have a uh, they have a sound of their own. You know, you hear a song. And you can already tell who it is. It's like, yep, that's Bly's vocals. That's uh, Adler's guitar and Adler's drumming. Yep, this is definitely the this is definitely Lamb of God. And I bring that up because on this album, they seem to have taken from a different uh, different styles in certain songs, and that's what made this uh, uh, this decision quite near impossible <laughs> uh, I was like oh I want to talk about the song Ditch it's got that southern drawl to it it just sounds like not exactly southern rock but really kind of bluesy and twangy at the same time I go alright maybe this one because you know Lamb of God they are from the south that being Virginia I know and Virginia is kind of the middle ground you know that's <laughs> like you're almost east coast and you're almost a good old boy you're almost a rebel and a Yankee at the same time and that's like, now we're just smack dab in the damn middle right here. <laughs> and, but yeah, Ditch was awesome. It just plays off like a, it just plays off like a good old boy fucking uh, metal, <laughs> metal tone. <laughs> but like I said, you can tell it's Lamb of God because it's coming out in their own style. And I was like, okay, what about the song Gamora? Gamora, that's got a bit of a, a very doomy vibe. It's got some, uh, it's, Takes a bit from uh, Black Sabbath's, uh, yeah, Black Sabbath's book, and they have written slow songs before Lamb of God. They have written. It reminded me very much of the song Vigil from As the Palaces Burn. Starts off very slow and brooding, and then it just gets heavy while maintaining that same uh, drudge in the uh, in the tempo. So that being like a Gamora, you know, it keeps the same slow pace throughout the entire song, and I'm like, okay, that's good. But if I'm going to choose a song that really represents Lamb of God, I figured I would go with Grayscale because that hits all the points. It's like, it's got the metal, it's got the hardcore, it's got the groovy stuff in there. But then I heard Denial Mechanism. And I was like, okay, you know what? It kind of makes sense because when I was talking about Arm for Apocalypse, that song, uh, Lifeless, being the most punk rock song on that album... Yeah, this one, Denial Mechanism, is the most punk rock song on <laughs> on Omens. Not even really punk rock, but you can tell. It's just dripping with old school hardcore. It's got a th- it's got a lot of thrash to it. And I'm like, okay, I think Randy really took the reins on this one. Because Randy is not known for being a metalhead. He's known for being a metal singer. But if you listen to interviews and if you read his biography, his autobiography like I have... <laughs> <laughs> he is a uh, he didn't grow up going to metal shows he was going to hardcore shows he loved the likes of black flag and bad brains and has uh, referenced them as some of his most favorite artists at the time he only really got into metal because of slayer's rain and blood because that's what drew the kind of drew the bridge between those genres at least in his opinion i'm like yeah i understand that <clears throat> so the fact that a song like this exists in an album like this, surrounded by every other type of uh, metal mechanism, if you will, that I was uh, talking about just prior. Yeah. You can still tell it's a Lamb of God song. This is just them honing, mo- honing in more on their thrashy side, on their hardcore side. And it's still coming out like you can't, you can't mistake it for anything else. So that's also why I figured 
I would put it in here because even when they're doing something different, it's still it's still them and all of their candor. So let's uh, listen to one of the newest songs to come out from one of the greatest, biggest metal bands this side of the millennium. This is Denial Mechanism from Lamb of God. can't deny pretty much everything that I've said. I challenge you to say that that does not sound like a thrash song. That does not sound like a hardcore song. That does not sound like a Lamb of God song. I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so yeah, Lamb of God, yet another band that has blurred the lines between uh, metal and not necessarily hardcore, but more metalcore because they came out and they were getting really huge when metalcore was at an all-time high, when it was really like a strike in the mainstream and they were carbon copies of Kill Switch Engage and Hatebreed and they were winning Grammys. Right. <laughs> I know. Unthinkable at the time. And Lamb of God was right there with them, but honestly, I can't pigeonhole them. They are their own genre. They kind of just became their own thing. They have, they've taken elements from thrash. They've taken elements from hardcore. They've taken elements from their current state of metalcore and just threw it all into a blender, and this is what we got. So that's kind of the overall theme of the, I guess, of the picks tonight. 
Just the bands that blurred the line a bit. <laughs> <laughs> At least with my picks. I don't know. Did we get any on uh, yours? Not really. I don't think a lot of line blurring there. Yeah. Yeah, not, not really. All well, pretty sort of uh, Finnegan's Hell. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finnegan's Hell, the Swedish Celtic punks. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so yeah, anyway, that was uh, kind of a little uh, nod to the beginning, a nice little bookend to my choices. And you kind of have a bookend for another one of my choices as well. For I your, sure do. Uh, as you put here, a new metal Halloween horror song. Right. Uh, I picked this before Eric even even put in Murder Dolls. Yeah, kind of weird. I didn't even notice this. <laughs> and I thought he picked it because uh, I picked Wednesday 13. And I just was listening to Wednesday 13 yesterday. Uh, new album, Horrifier, came out on October 7th. So that kind of answers some questions that you were talking about earlier. You said, well, he's gone mm-hmm. on to do solo stuff. Not sure about Murder Dolls. Well, I answered the Murder Doll question. No, they're not doing anything or they haven't as a band. But yes, Wednesday 13 continues to put out new music. Uh, right. I listened to the album. I think the song Exume and Devour, I, I should have picked that one. I think that was, would be more fitting for the Halloween portion of the show. But maybe I'll play that in two weeks right, to wrap up. I don't know. Right now, I just really liked this song, Good Day to Be a Bad Guy, uh, Best. That was just the best song that I heard on there. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to play it. It's still fitting. <laughs> it's still fitting for the Halloween season. But... I think uh, Exhume and Devour, if you want to go check out Horrifier, uh, I recommend checking out Exhume and Devour, and then this track we're going to check out together, Good Day to Be a Bad Guy. And then feel free to check out, if you like Wednesday 13 and Murder Dolls, go check out the rest of the album, Horrifier. Let's get into Good Day to Be a Bad Guy. We'll see what you think. It's Wednesday 13 on a Wednesday. Well, today's the fucking day, and I'm 
about murder dolls earlier right yes and i don't know if you listen to much uh solo work by wednesday 13 i have not okay so what are your thoughts on that song well i got a couple okay i understand halloween and horror but i don't quite hear the new metal yeah it's not really new metal i mean murder dolls came out in that era yeah, yeah, pretty much they, they were, did. They were in that era, and they were like horror new metal, like you know Marilyn Manson makeup and theme, mm-hmm. you know the horror theme. So I know I'm getting a bit of a stretch, but it's kind of that. So yes, much less new metal, especially in this sound. It's newer track, and there's really not a lot of new metal. Yeah. It's coming out. <laughs> that is so, true. We'll kind of ignore that. So it's that. new metal as in N-E-W, not N-U. <laughs> yeah, it's more like that, I suppose. Uh, the track, though, I think it's, even though Exhum and Devour, I think is fitting for what I would find as a Halloween theme or horror theme. I think that song right there, though I haven't seen the movie, but Halloween Ends, it would be a good song on a soundtrack, such as a mm. movie like Halloween Ends. Yeah. I could see that. Also, another thing that I pointed out, uh, that I'm about to point out, is Wednesday 13's vocals, they sounded incredibly similar to that of Stizza. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, from Leftover Crack. I'm like, wait a minute. He sounds like that. He sounds like he's got that crack-addled voice. <laughs> I would love to hear uh, Wednesday 13 do a cover or sing Oh, even just over the band, right? Uh, a mm-hmm. choking victim or anything that Stiz has done. And then the same, the opposite, where uh, Stiz picks anything from Wednesday 13's band. And the band can play the music, right? But just do the vocals, just like you said. I'd love to hear mm. the, yeah. the vocal swap and, and compare and contrast. That would be fun. That would be, yeah, that would be. Let's see if uh, anyone notices the difference. <laughs> it's like this guy who photoshopped male nipples on photos of women's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there. Is it uh, culturally appropriate now? Can I post this on Facebook? You just saw me. <laughs> that was literally a video that someone said. It was during the whole uh, Free the Nipple campaign that happened a few years ago. Okay. And it's like, yeah, here we go. I'm going to post a naked woman's breast, and you can see that it's censored because it's a woman's nipple. But here, let me Photoshop that out of there. There we go. And here is a picture of a man. And here is his male nipple. And I'm going to put that right there. There you go. Can we accept this now? (laughs) I love that. Uh, There was one other thing I wanted to bring up. uh, You know, the word new when describing metal. And I remember I got pretty confused on that, uh, on those monikers because uh, when I was younger, I found a, uh, I got this uh, Hit Parader magazine and it was a special edition that it was like uh, showcasing the history of rock and roll throughout the decade. And it was showcasing uh, uh, throughout the decades, you know. And it would showcase uh, certain bands that, like, made the biggest splash in, uh, you know, in each decade. And it went from the 60s up into the 2000s. Because 
you know, the 2010s hadn't happened yet, but at the 90s, and it was going to be talking, of course, about new metal. And I remember the uh, caption on the, uh, you know, the sort of banner above the page said, the new metal elite, and new was spelled exactly as it should be, N-E-W. <laughs> so it was like, so that's what it is? But I always saw it as N-U metal. Okay, this is really strange. <laughs> the new metal elite. And of course, you had your corn, your Slipknot, your... Uh, Deftones, all in there. They're all getting talked about. <laughs> nice. So I was like, okay, so that's new metal. And I read it as like, okay, this is the newest metal? But I don't, I don't know. The <laughs> 90s is still pretty old. <laughs> that's new? <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, so, yeah, kind of funny how we had that little uh, little thing there. It's like, this is a metal song and it's new. <laughs> right. Not even really metal. It's more, uh, it's more rock and roll. Sure. Yeah, it feels more like a rock song to me, just with like a a different a different motif. Okay, it's horror themed, nonetheless. I mean, this mm. song maybe a little bit less, but it still fits. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's got the voice and it's got horror. Yeah, it's got something to do with Wednesday. It's good to be a bad guy. Good day to be a bad guy. Yeah, good day to be a Wednesday. <laughs> right. All right, let's wrap up the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. This has been episode 286. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You can find the bands on Instagram at Armed for Apocalypse, at Finnegan's Hell, at Roth underscore Law, at Foreign Hands HC, at The Last Responders PDX, at Offspring, at Riot City Radio, at Lamb of God, at Mr. Motherfucker 13, and at SLC Punkcast. Wow, that's really edgy. <laughs> yeah, you got to love those uh, 40-something-year-old men who still feel like they can fit in with the teenagers. <laughs> uh, but that actually is pretty funny, Mr. Motherfucker. <laughs> it is Mr. Motherfucker 13. Yeah. All right, Eric, where feel can like we find if, you? feel like if Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction <laughs> was a real person, that would be his Instagram handle. Right? But it would probably be just Bad Motherfucker 13. Probably true. The one. Probably true. What's your Instagram? The Instagram said bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> there it is. I guarantee someone already has that handle. Probably true. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of handles, my Instagram handle is at scaryuncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, at S-L-C. And my band Anonymous is on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official, on Facebook at anonymous S-L-C, and our band camp at anonymous S-L-C dot com. And this Sunday, we will officially start recording two new tracks. We have no scheduled release date, obviously, because we only have a recording date. We don't know how long it's going to take, but... We are going to have some uh, guest vocals on there. We're going to I'm going to keep that under wraps. You nice. know. And it's going to be fun. I know exactly where to put them. Uh, but more on that later. You can find uh, my other band, The Apathetics on Instagram at theapathetics.slc on Facebook at The Apathetics and on Bandcamp at theapathetics.bandcamp.com. And you can stream all three of our tracks on there. Two newest releases. You can find that on Bandcamp. Can't find it anywhere else at the moment. Uh, but don't worry. In, uh, in due time, we'll get them on all other streaming platforms. And Josh actually made a lyric video to our song, Tex Arcana. You can find that on YouTube as well. Cool. Yep, check it out. Uh, you can find my other podcasts on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You won't be missing much because I ain't posted much on there. I'm kind of at a uh, standstill, but eh, I'm working on it. 
Anyway, uh, you can stream the episodes that I do have on anchor.fm slash leadmelodies. And be sure to follow SLC Hardcore on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Got plenty of shows coming up, and I'm going to be posting them flyers. Bands can also be found on Facebook at Armed for Apocalypse, at Finnegan's Hell, at Rough Law, at Foreign Hands, HC, at Last Responders, <coughs> PDX. That was at The Last Responders, PDX, on Instagram, but just at Last Responders, PDX, on Facebook. At Offspring, at Riot City Radio, at Lamb of God, at Official Wednesday 13, at and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you found some great music. It's not official motherfucker. <laughs> no, nope. Mr. Motherfucker. It is not on that one. Uh, just uh, official Wednesday 13, but I do really like the <laughs> Mr. Motherfucker 13. That is pretty funny. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We played some good music. Uh, maybe you share some opinions. Maybe you don't, but check it out anyway. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, I got a final thought. It's not necessarily... Uh funny one or really a life lesson but it's more something that I'm going to be uh, that's going to be taken care of in the next uh, in the next 24 hours by the time you're here in this episode I will know the answer of whether or not I go in for another head surgery if you guys don't know I had my I had a TBI two and a half years ago March 14th 2020 uh, it was a double brain hemorrhage and I took the, yeah, did the surgery, stopped the brain from swelling, took the skull off, put it back on, then had a lot of uh, recovery to do after that. Two and a half years later, well, two years later, I learned that the skull, the piece of skull that they put back in is thinning. The bone is thinning. And I'm like, oh, shit. So if that continues, then that means I have to go under again. They take out that piece of the skull and sew me back up. I will be without a piece of my skull for another couple of weeks while they make the mold to create a titanium plate. And then when that's ready, bring me back in, put me on the table, cut me open again, and then I will have metal in my head for the rest of my life. Anyway, the, uh, that was uh, six months ago that I learned about the uh, thinning of my skull. And uh, tomorrow... I will learn how severe it's gotten. Sort of a moral of the story here is, uh, yeah, I tell everybody who I tell this story to, don't get a brain injury. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. <laughs> right? It sucks. It's barely worth the bragging rights. But the overall thing is like any, any traumatic injury that you've had or anything that has just uh, caused you such upheaval of your life it follows you especially medically you know the same thing can be said with uh, people who have uh, struggled with addiction because that that relapse is just a couple steps behind you right yeah if anyone's uh, tried to quit anything you know the any relapse is right behind you and for me it's like i can never tell what's in front of me like, two years ago, I would never have thought that this was happening to me. And now I know. So if you've ever had uh, any injuries like this, people, just don't assume that you're going to be in the clear. Because there's always going to be something that's coming up. And But don't just admit defeat. I'm still planning shit for the future. I got a lot of stuff I have to do. <laughs> A lot of uh, musical stuff I have to do. Like I said, I'm still going to be recording come Sunday. Right. Because <laughs> I want this shit to be out there. 
I have prospects. I have purpose. I have things that I want to do. And so long as I'm walking, so long as I'm talking, metal in my head or not, well, in a, in a matter of speaking, there will <laughs> always be metal in my head. <laughs> Regardless, I'm still going to fucking keep going. And you guys can too. I'm just trying to pass that uh, positivity because this shit can bring you down hard. I know from experience. I went down hard. (laughs) (laughs) Went down really hard, and it's been harder getting back up, but I'm still doing it. Because like I said, I got no reason to call it quits right now. Right. So, yeah, just take that with uh, any grain amount of salt that you need, and I'll see you in the next one, man. Next week, same time, same place. Maybe not the dining room. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully right. not the dining room. Not the dining room. Hopefully in the what will be the SLC Punk studio. Right. Yeah, we look forward to that. Again, more prospects, more things to look forward to. Right. There is a lot of good stuff coming up. There's just one thing that's just looming over the head. I'm just like, can I get an answer? It's like, can we fast forward to that? Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, it's going to take its sweet ass time. But yeah. You guys will know uh, next week what my uh, fate is. At least this time, I can plan for it. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 